Hello, Hunters, and welcome to the Season 1 Championship episode of the Ultimate Fictional Character Podcast. I'm Matt Acevedo. And I'm Christian Humes. And today we are joined by our very, very good friend, amazing, amazing podcaster, amazing, amazing writer, comedian. Uh, he is just an amazing, good person. You should definitely follow him on Twitter for some of the funniest stuff I've ever seen on Twitter. Uh, Mr. Omar Najam. Hello. What's up, man? Thanks for being here. I'm so happy Thank you're you for here. having me. Yeah, yeah you're the, here. The ultimate factual guest omar najam that's right oh thank you you know well, we next we... time you have the ultimate opinion <laughs> <laughs> to oppose me <laughs> we're really excited to have you here today because we have been journeying we went through four divisions and we have narrowed it down to these last two characters we've compared characters against each other from commercials to tv to movies to books and we have been discussing what makes those characters the best and we take in several factors that could be included in that and today we have our final two characters oh boy yeah what a showdown yeah and this showdown what a showdown it is because today we have i choose you Ash Ketchum versus the wibbly wobbly timey wimey doctor from Doctor Who. From Doctor Who, sorry. I guess. <laughs> oh no, it is the doctor from General like, Hospital. The doctor's name isn't <laughs> yeah. Doctor Who. Yep, that's the name of the. TV it's the doctor. Show. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So we have some big choices to make, but today it's, it's, it's it is a celebration. Mm-hmm. It is a championship episode. It is a finale of a I season. I can't believe we're here. Yeah, we've had quite the journey. We've gone. Yep. I remember when this was a twinkle in your eye, Christian, mm-hmm. when you mentioned this series to me like years ago. <laughs> I've been, this, is a, this is a show I've wanted to make since 2015. That's bonkers. <laughs> For real? Is it really? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, but uh, you need the right like co-host. Yep, and oh. you and you got the right co-host. I did. You, I did. Got, you got, got the co-host. right co-host. I'm very happy. Oh man, uh, wow. With, with how this turned out. Um, also, oh, it was gosh. a lot more like combative and debatey yeah. previously, and now it's like the way it's I think it's it came out at the right time because I feel like fandoms are so toxic right now. Yeah. So like this is much better because we're really just like talking about how awesome these characters yeah. are, and when we dunk on them and have some fun with them, it's all like in good spirits. Yeah. We're not like here trashing anyone. Yeah, because so. that's real boring. It is. <laughs> and like, who cares? It's like okay, I could go on Twitter. I like for that, that stuff. And that's great. I, I don't, don't like it. I don't need a podcast to like go read mean tweets. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, like, cause that's like what it would be otherwise. You want to listen to stuff that you try to block on the internet? Yeah. <laughs> Here it is. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Man, um, so Ash versus the doctor. Yeah. yeah. I think uh, we, before we get into decisions, I kind of wanted to take this, this championship and really celebrate the character. So, yeah. Oh, go, oh I, I want to preempt that actually, just cause we got some feedback online for people that are listening for their first time, if you're just jumping in right at the championship match, I hope you go back and listen to the backlog, see how we got here, because they had to go on an incredible journey. But if you're unfamiliar with the show, this isn't just a straight up like power contest. This is yeah. not just who's going to win a fight, who's stronger. We will touch on that, but there's so much more involved, like consider iconicness, cultural relevancy, originality. Um, cleverness, like ingenuity, like you, you want to compare all the factors of these characters, yeah. And that's what we're doing here. It's not this isn't death battles. There's already people doing the best job at that as possible, so we're doing something else. So if yeah. you're new, I welcome you. I hope you enjoy what we're doing here. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and so let's just jump into the championship match. Um, let's start off by I would like to talk, uh, pose this question to each of you. All right, let's start with Ash Ketchum. What well, what what's the, what does Ash Ketchum mean to you, and what's your earliest memory of Ash Ketchum? 
My earliest memory of Ash Ketchum had to... My earliest memory of Pokemon was someone talking about a dragon named Charmander. Oh. And I was so stoked. And I was like, where can I see this dragon named Charmander? And they're like, oh, watch Pokemon. And I went home and I turned on the TV and I saw Charmander. And I was like, that's not a dragon. (laughs) It's like, that is not a dragon. That's an orange salamander. Yeah. And then when I understood the idea that Pokemon can evolve, I was like, that blew my absolute mind. And so I like, okay, you know what it is? Here, the the earliest image I can conjure of Ash, which is I think why I love Ash Catchem so much, is Ash walking through a forest with Ash's three best friends, Misty, Brock, Pikachu. Mm-hmm. On going who knows where to another amazing town named after a color, going to go on more adventures, see more crazy creatures, fight more villains, and discover more about themselves. And so it's just that image of those friends walking into adventure. Yeah. I think that's that's my first memory of Ash Ketchum. It's just adventure. That's a great one. I also love, it's a very Omar thing that, that the Charmander bit is, to, that's totally, I can see little Omar just being like, that's, that's not <laughs> I've got to put my foot down. <laughs> How about you, Christian? I mean, it's like memory for Ash Ketchum, not Pokemon. So it's obviously going to be from the TV show. Um, I don't know if it's the first episode or not, but I do really like, I remember so vividly that just scene where he's like riding his bike from the Spiro and the Firo and yes, like, just like he's in the rain and he stands up in front of Pikachu and then Pikachu jumps on his shoulder and saves him. He's trying to protect us. But like, I love that scene. That is like one of the greatest things that I've ever seen. Yeah. And I think I'm 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 in a similar boat, but for me, I I don't know. It's weird. My memory is is muddled with, and I don't. It's like I don't know what came first, the chicken or the egg, kind of thing. I don't yeah. know if it was the game that introduced me because I thought Red was Ash Ketchum as a kid, uh, and uh, then watching the show yeah. solidified the adventure for me. Uh, and I remember like how excited I was to see like the 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 voice to these characters that I was playing a game of like come to life. Mm-hmm. And I remembered that scene, like the I remember the pilot, and I don't remember if I saw it on a weekday on like channel 13 or if it was like on Saturday at kids WB. I don't know which came first. I feel like I was watching it at like seven in the morning before school back then. And then it went to kids WB in the afternoon. Um, I remember like, dragging my feet to leave because it would be on at seven but my bus would arrive at seven twenty-two. so i'd always try and sneak in like every last second of pokemon i could in the morning before mm-hmm. i had to get on the bus for like sixth grade yeah i would that's like i definitely remember that being like oh no but the ssn is sinking i can't leave <laughs> yeah um and yeah, I, right i remember that episode it was crazy but for and, but ash Ash to me is it, it was so incredible because he was a ten year old mm-hmm. who was was had such big dreams and goals and he was yep. doing them. Um, and it's not that he's he's it's not I, I would say it's not that he's an extraordinary person is that he's an ordinary person doing extraordinary things. Yes, and yes. I think that's why I loved I I attached him because like I could do something incredible because yeah. Ash can do it and like that's why I love Ash so so much. He's also learning how to be friends with Pikachu. Oh yeah. yeah. Like that was like the greatest thing was like it wasn't just like, oh, here's how to be. He was also finding out while I feel like I was also finding out. Where it was just like with a with a friend with like two human friends who have their very distinct personalities and life goals. And also this like friend that you have trouble communicating with. And there's so much spectrum there. 
where it's like no matter what it is where it's like maybe someone speaks a different language than you do or maybe someone um behaves differently than you do or you know um cognitively functions differently than you do and just that like friendship was so pure and wonderful and they had to work it out they had to figure out exactly how to like make that work yeah that first episode especially because in the first episode it's all about like undermining expectations mm-hmm. like this kid you see all these amazing monsters and you hear it's his birthday he's gonna go get a pokemon he's been looking forward to it his whole life he, he dreams of being the best and he has this decision to make is he gonna get a squirtle a charmander or a bulbasaur and he's like thought about it forever he's like i'm gonna yeah. get this one it's like nope sorry you were late yeah like, that's not gonna happen and it's like such a funny message for kids because it's not this power trip fantasy of like oh you're gonna get what you want because like it's your birthday there's like no entitlement here it's like actually like you were last to the party so <laughs> you're not even gonna really get a choice this is like what you're gonna be dealt in yep. your life and then he, he and pikachu don't like each other no Mm-mm. like they don't and it's like okay well you better learn to be friends Pikachu yeah. refused the pokeball yeah yeah refused to go into the pokeball <laughs> <laughs> it's it's such an interesting thing to show yeah. kids because most other things it's like oh kids you can have whatever you want yep right that's like, like timmy turner literally things. like just grant timmy turner was like you know kind of an abusive household but you know he got he was wish whatever he wants yeah mm-hmm. yeah and also like for someone who wants to be like a pokemaster um having your first step in this world be a pokemon that's not going to go into the pokeball you're just yeah. like that's not how it's supposed to be and Ash learning, like, oh, actually, the world is more complicated yeah. than I think. And that success and failure should not be defined by outside people. Yep. Because, like, oh, the bond yeah. I'm forming with my Pokemon is stronger than, like, one that I would have formed if I had put Pikachu into a Pokeball. I think, actually, him getting Pikachu and learning that lesson is the thing that defines his character in so many ways. Because, so I think if Ash didn't meet that Pikachu and he didn't learn that Pokemon shouldn't necessarily have to be in Pokeballs. Yeah. Because it gives Pokemon a sense of agency. And this, I think, is really important to the world of Pokemon. A lot of people like to talk about how it promotes animal fighting and dog fighting. It's like, well, it's very different because these aren't normal animals. They have a level of, like, consciousness and sentience Mm -hmm. and choice. They have autonomy that our animals do not. Yep. Yes, Uh, Also, like, our animals don't learn, like, laser beams if they keep fighting. Yep. Like, they just die. <laughs> yeah. Like, the, the very very different world. Like, they've socialized healthcare. If their animals get hurt, no problem. That's so Put true. Put them in a magic box, they'll be okay. Yep. Like, yeah. very different worlds. Um, but <clears throat> Pokemon still have choice. And so when he learns that from Pikachu, he's able to see in his Butterfree later, like, hey, being with me isn't the best thing for you. Yeah. It maybe is the best thing for me, but it's not the best for you. And kind of like me not forcing Pikachu into a ball, I'm not going to force you to stay with me. I'm going to let you go. Yeah, yeah. And that's such a huge moment. For and him. he has that moment a lot with the, like with his Charizard too. He lets his char his Charizard needs to get like. Yeah. I know you need to go on your journey, and I want you to. So go on your journey, and like I'll see you later. That's so massive. It's like it's not just like my needs and my narrative. Yeah. It's that's I something I love about Pokemon. Yeah. Um. One more question about. I want to pose to you guys about Ash Ketchum before we start talking about the doctor mm-hmm. um, is I, I would like to know what's your favorite, uh, what's your favorite moment? Like your favorite Ash Ketchum moment in the series. I'm going to need a minute. <laughs> uh, okay. I, I guess I'll, I'll start. Um, okay. yeah. One of my favorite moments is actually when he makes it to the Pokemon league in the first 
the first time. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's yeah. Pokemon League, and he, he's established this friendship rivalry, and I love that his rivalries take all types of form. Um, like we mentioned before, his rivalries are like, they can be friendship, they can be, they can be friendly, they can be mean, they can be whatever. Uh, and he makes this, he has this friendly rivalry with this guy named Richie, and he also has a Pikachu named Sparky, who had a little, yeah. like, spiky hair. Yeah. And they both made it in the Pokemon League. They made it to the Pokemon League, and they fight each other. And they, Pikachu and, like, both the Pikachus, like, have such a great, like, fight, but ultimately, uh, Richie beats Ash, um, and but and then Ash is like bummed out, but at the same time he is so like encouraging and happy that his friend made it forward. I think that's like such a huge, huge moment. That uh, is great. You know, I think that's like I don't know. There's something really powerful. It's it's it, it takes a lot to be a a really good winner, but it takes even more to be a really good loser. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's like a really good moment. So, I think mine actually it mine's real early in the series too. Um. And along a similar level, even though it might be at the beginning of that arc, I forget. I forget if it's like a manky or what it is. But there's a Pokemon yeah. that steals his own Nagiri. It's a the, his hat. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was manky. Yeah, manky. Yeah. yeah. So the manky steals like his hat and um his own which is really funny because the English dub um is donuts. Yes. And it's like <laughs> he took my donuts, and it's like okay. Well, I really feel like you could have said rice balls. Uh, <laughs> But like Ash being like made fun of by like a Pokemon and that really challenging his like sense of the world of just like, no, but I'm a Pokemon master. Like the Pokemon should adhere to me. I it was just it's a great moment, even though like it doesn't have an instant resolution. It's just like a, a wonderful moment of like humility for the character that you're like, oh, this plants a seed. Yeah. This isn't just like a mean spirited thing where it's like we're going to keep dunking on this character. You can see that he's kind of like you can almost hear the wheels of his brain start to turn. Yeah. Absolutely. And I, I love that moment. It's also just really funny. It's it really is funny a great moment. Manky Ash. Yeah. And then Manky <laughs> joins his team. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, so I was thinking about it, and there's definitely later ones, but I, I can't nothing is more powerful to me than when and I think they actually did an even better job in the new movie version of it that they just did, where they redo basically the whole first series of mm-hmm. Pokemon in like one movie when he stands up to the former owner of the Charmander that was yeah. abandoned. Oh, like, yeah. He saves that Charmander's life. He meets this, like, poor Pokemon who has been, like, abused and left for dead, and he saves him, and he, like, rushes him to the hospital in the cold. Like, this isn't his Pokemon. This is just, like, a poor, innocent creature. And he saves him, and then he confronts the former owner of that Pokemon, and he basically whoops him. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And that to me is like, I yep. loved that moment. Yeah. Like, yeah. He saw someone, he saw this creature and he was like, you're not like, you're not what this person said to you. He's like, I'm going to help you. Like, I'll believe in you. Because Ash's whole thing is like, he wants people to believe in him. And so this is him very much like doing what you would do onto others, right? Like he wants people to do treat him the way he treats everyone else. Yep. And he actually lives up to that, which is like probably the hardest thing in life. Like we're all hypocrites. I know I am. Uh, <laughs> I definitely do plenty of things that like I wish like other people didn't do. But Ash Ketchum is like very good at living up to his word. And sometimes he makes mistakes, but he like owns up to them. And this was like one of those defining moments. Yeah, I totally agree. Those are some great moments, guys. So... As we celebrate Ash, there's also a lot to celebrate about the Doctor, and I think oh we need to jump on into this. I want to pose the same question: um, what What does the Doctor mean to you guys? And like, what's how did you get involved? Like, what's your earliest memory of Doctor Who? My folks uh, are used to be British; they're legally Americans now. 
Um, and so, but they are in all culture expats? and essence, very much expats. Ooh. <laughs> mm. And so it's a funny thing where like Doctor Who was in like the background of my childhood, but not in like the sort of new way. Mm-hmm. It was just like a thing where my parents were like, oh yeah, remember that really cheap show <laughs> that was on TV? <laughs> and like my, both of my parents are like real big sci-fi nerds. Like they watched it. Yeah. Uh, my mom loves, loves, loves the fourth Doctor, um, but doesn't, uh, but they don't, um, like they weren't like, we're going to pass this on to you. And like, you're going to wear like all the shirts and stuff like that. Like they never really like knew that we would like bite into it so hard. Put on the scarf. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And my mom, when the 50th anniversary happened just down the road, uh, from here at YouTube, um, my mom like made me a scarf to wear like for that, oh my uh, gosh. for that event. That's awesome. And so like they're into it, but, um, I didn't personally, hop into Doctor Who until I was in college and there was all those streaming pirate sites where you could easily watch everything before like before like Netflix and Hulu and Amazon like ate all the TV shows and then spit them out for us for $9.99 and so I was watching uh, the new series yeah because I had some friends who were like you definitely should check this out and so I hopped on um, the Chris Freckles stuff and watched the ninth Doctor through and then I had seen an episode of David Tennant first out of nowhere and so for me i was like waiting for david Tennant to pop up that's so crazy which is really weird which I, is I was weird in the experience. same boat though yeah i was in the same boat i i, I started watching doctor who because my friends were like you gotta watch it i was in college i didn't mm-hmm. i didn't know about it. my family is not very into pop culture uh you know like first generation like they're they're immigrants from cuba and mexico so uh-huh. like they don't really i don't know they don't watch that stuff right uh i i mean you probably do but i mean my parents did <laughs> right my family didn't you know not even my cousins but my friends in college were like you, you would love this show you gotta mm-hmm. check it out and at the time it came out on netflix the first season uh-huh. uh the first series was with eccleson yeah yep. yep. the revamp and i remember seeing that uh i saw the the it was the episode with david Tennant first where he was on it was the spaceship um above it was like the 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 spaceship cruise line above earth oh titanic so, uh the, yes. yeah titanic it was yeah. that episode mm-hmm. and he had that speech really like, i'm the doctor i'm the timer i'm from the planet yes the constellation Castabras. i'm 903 years old i'm gonna save you and billions of people down below and i'm like this guy incredible <laughs> and then i watched the eccleston episode uh sub and the first episode was with the uh autons uh, yes uh, oh my god and it's like this it's this so cheesy weird. like yeah like <laughs> i was like what's going on with plastic mickey yeah. who got eaten by a bin <laughs> yeah, yeah. is that the so season weird. that has like the fat also what season has the fat the adipose What's- I believe that, that was, was David Tennant. That, yeah. that was Donna's premiere. Yeah. yeah, that's right. That also reminded me, though, a little bit of like the all time. Like, it was so weird and cheesy. And yeah. Low. Yeah. That first episode is so cheap. It's, it's so, so it's such a pilot. Like, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's such a pilot. Yeah. I, I just remember, I'm like, this is so bizarre, but I remember powering through that first season. I loved Eccleston. And I love, like, I love that show. I love, I, I learned to, like, like, I, I love everything about it, but that first episode I was like so confused. Um, but I loved those characters. I love Rose Tyler, and then the you know, David Tennant came. I was like, he he for me, he is my favorite Doctor. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just like it's almost it felt like a tonal shift too. Each each Doctor has like a slight shift in like the tone. Yeah. Um, and I really liked the tone of the show when Tennant was on, and then that just kind of took me down this deep dark plunge of Doctor <laughs> Who, and I even went back and like started watching the Hartnell stuff, and then just like went through from there, and yeah. I love it. Man. Yeah. Um, I mean, similar to you guys, I didn't jump in until 2008 or so. Uh, Around like Christmas, New Year's every year, they do a marathon. Mm. Yeah, they do. So Mm -hmm. I'd never seen it, but I was always a huge Twilight Zone person growing up. Great. And my uncle was like, oh, you should try watching 
Doctor Who. Uh-huh. And he was like, they'll have that on TV too. So I turned that on. And the first episode I saw, and it was perfect because I love Twilight Zone. First episode I just happened to turn into was Midnight. And it's when the doctor goes on the shuttle. Yes. And it's one of the best episodes in the whole series. Maybe just because I think that because it's the first one I saw. But the way the doctor solved those problems. And like in that episode, the doctor doesn't have any powers. It was no. like just this person who's really clever. Yeah. yeah. So like I didn't even realize like that the doctor was an alien or had any special abilities or had like this like sonic weapon or TARDIS. Like the beginning of that episode was just incredible yeah like it yeah. Felt, it basically at the time i just thought it was like a twilight zone yep and then i went back started watching all of it um luckily it was like 2008 mm-hmm. so i had on demand and they had like all the previous oh great seasons. great yeah so i was able to watch like all of it and i was like oh my gosh this is like i was super into lost at the time and i was like this is my jam <laughs> yeah. like, i love this so that was the first. That's the first memory I have of Doctor Who, and to me, it was really important because I was a big, like I loved, loved, loved Twilight Zone. But it felt to me like there was nothing like it. Yeah. Modern yeah. Day, and this was so much like had a lot of that spirit. Yeah. So that was like, oh, there's like something for me today that's still being made. Yeah, that's awesome. And uh, last question: Do, what, like, What's your favorite memory of the Doctor? Um, and there's like I know it's hard to pick, but if you could just think of one of them, um, because like there's so many incredible moments. Yeah. I mean, Jodie Whittaker has been doing such an amazing oh job. Gosh. Yeah, yeah, she's with the 13th awesome. Doctor. It's impossible to choose uh, any from her, so I'm just gonna um, negate all of those because <laughs> because <laughs> there's so many. Uh, for me, it's it's really funny. It's like there's a moment with the 12th Doctor um, in sort of the all, all the episodes kind of blend together. So I, I I forget it's the episode after Face the Raven. Mm, um, yeah, yeah. Where and he punches the is it after he punches the diamond? Or? He's punching the diamond and he's telling it this. You know, um, this is what I was gonna pick. Really? Is it? It's the line for me. Like I think about this in like the hardest of times, the hell of a bird moment. This is exactly what I was gonna pick. I'm not surprised. That's great. I, it, <laughs> this and is it's like, this crazy is... because like David Tennant's my favorite Doctor, yep. but to, that was like, and it's why I love Doctor Who so much. They're still going and get making. I think the best moments of yep. the series. Still yeah. Somehow. Yep. Yeah, that was. It's just so powerful. It's about like relentlessness and determination and just never giving up. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, it's incredible. That's one of the most powerful moments of fiction I've ever seen. I completely agree, dude. That's crazy. <laughs> Mine, my, I love that moment, but mine's also a twelfth Doctor moment. Uh, and it was just because Peter Capaldi's amazing, incredible. Uh, I think he's an excellent Doctor. But my favorite moment is when he gives the the speech about war. Uh, when they're when they're torn with uh, he's like in between where there's a nuclear <gasps> button. Yeah, uh, and he like he's like talking about like gives this very powerful speech of like why are we doing this like what and just I I can't even replicate it but it is so incredible. Yeah, uh, and he convinces them to like put down their you know sides and like go like go on their own ways. But it's such a great speech, man. I love it so so much. Man, Capaldi. Yeah, <laughs> Man, I feel. Are we in like the uh, now that we have a new doctor? Now is now everyone looking at Capaldi like he's the best? Like because I feel like while his run was going, he was not super popular. Yeah, I think maybe it's like my favorite like writing was t- Tenant. Maybe like the story wise, I think Tenant's was like really good because Russell G Davies is very swashbuckling. Ex- yeah, very yeah. swashbuckling. And Ninth Doctor as well has many. Like I, I was gonna say, it was really hard, but like I, like in the running. Funnily enough, I'm saying using that word. Is that first moment where the doctor grabs Rose's hand 
and turns to Rose, who's working, I think, like a, sh- a job in a shop or something like that. Yeah. And like is kind of like just bored with her life at that at that time. And he turns and says, run. And that moment is just cool. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's just like that Russell T. Davis yeah. moment is just real cool. And that like you get a lot of those with David Tennant, like, let's run down some hallways. Like, anything can be exciting. Yeah. Um, but there is something about, I think, Capaldi... I think we're all very tired of like a lot of stuff that's going on in the world and it's like very grating and like you want to give up, but you can't because no. the future depends on it. And I feel like right now for us, especially Capaldi's doctor had a lot of those moments. Yeah. A lot of those, like I'm the tired time Lord and I just want to sit and play guitar and like my heart's broken so many times, but let's do it. Like I mean, one last like time again, to burn the universe to try yep. to save the person he loved. Yes. Which was crazy. Yeah. And also turning on, like, we got a taste of that with David Tennant's Doctor, but turning on the Doctor's own people is, Capaldi does it with this, like, this rage that I, like, I feel like it's too hot of a flame with David Tennant, so you're just like, ooh, this is, your soul is getting burned up too. Capaldi was like, no, I'm a lantern that can house this flame. Yeah. Like, you hurt people I cared about, that, that crosses the line. Like, we, I don't care about blood, like, I care about actions, and like, this is like, and I'm judging you by your actions. And I love that. Capaldi's so powerful. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But I'm so glad we have Judy because I needed a break after that. Me too, <laughs> I, I was me like, too. I want someone who's like, we're going to fight for civil rights. Yeah. We're in it to win it. <laughs> yeah. Well, guys, we as, we as you can tell listeners, as you can tell hunters, that we love these characters. They are so dear to us. They are probably dear to you as well. There's a reason why these two are our final characters for the season. We need to start breaking it down we need to start making the very hard decisions whatever happens these characters are incredible um so we just want to go in knowing that these characters are already phenomenal characters yeah they're they're amazing it's very hard to compare them yeah in a contrasting way because they actually have a lot of like it's easy to like find similarities between the two characters so this is going to be a real challenge yeah um Especially when you consider, like, I mean, Ash, Ash is such an interesting character because he's had 21 seasons of a television show now. So, like, he's, like, one of few characters that you could put up against a doctor and be like, well, they've both done everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, he's been to space. He's traveled through dimensions. He's traveled through time. Yeah. He yeah. has died and come back to life and regenerated. It's they Ash, have... the doctor, and Homer Simpson. Like, yeah. they've <laughs> done everything. Basically, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, it, it's... It's an incredible breadth of content. Yep. So I don't even know. Like, we're going to almost have to try and do indirect comparisons. Yeah. Like, just like lining up what they've done and accomplishments is we're going to get us nowhere because yeah. we'll never be able to even go over all of it. So we're going to really have to be clever here. The one Venn diagram crossover that we could look to, I don't think it'll be make our jobs any easier, but is that companionship is a huge element of both of these character stories. Yeah. So at least there's that. But the thing is, they both do a really good job. Well, and that's that's sort of like what I'm saying is I actually think the Venn diagrams maybe cross over too many times. Like right. we have to try and find like the places they don't. Because like otherwise, like, like yeah. wh- what are we going to stack up? Like, okay, well, this person saved the world like a hundred <laughs> times more. It's like, well, okay, but he also saved the world. So it's like, yep. like we're not going to, we're not going to award points like that. I think uh, we need like a definitive answer here. We can't have this end on some like, well, they edged out the other. Yeah. Time. I kind of think companionship is a good place to start. Yeah. Um, because both of them are heavily influenced by their companions. Um, but they both, I think have like a breaking point where 
one of the I think Ash kind of has a bonus. Um, and I guess it is kind of hard to compare, but Ash to me, like like we said, like he knows when it, they they have to. He's okay with like his friends going his own way. He's like he encourages them to go on their own thing. Uh, and the Doctor warns people about it, but the Doctor also brings these people on, knowing that once they see what he sees, they can't go back to like a normal life. Yeah, that is true. The Doctor has had many sad companionship stories. Yeah, and I I uh I think it's just be, it's a little selfish of the Doctor because the Doctor's so lonely. Which I'm not saying that it's yeah doing selfish as like a you know bad thing he's he's just a lonely person but i honestly think that like it leaves people off for the worst while ash gets them to go further in with their dreams i'm gonna give up i'm gonna give a companion point in my brain to ash over the doctor for that it's a very especially the episode uh was it uh reunion um school reunion Um, yeah with uh with with Sarah Jane. Yeah. I think that but, like that's an episode where you're like, Oh, that, this does kind of suck. Yeah. <laughs> and ooh, and another aspect of this that I would say, if we're getting into it real quick, that uh it's all everything's getting better and changing, but there is sort of an element with the doctor where like there is a few too many times where it's like uh, a pretty like young woman the doctor's hanging out with as like a companion, is like come travel with me. And Ash as a 10 year old boy who like, you know, grows to the series doesn't have that element. If that makes sense. So it's oh, a little bit he's less. He's had a love interest. He got a kiss in recently. That is true. That is true. I mean, he's young. So obviously there's only going to be, and then if it's yeah. not Ash, you got Brock out there. See, if it was Brock, I think it might be a different story. Yeah. <laughs> if it was Brock, yeah. I think it might be a different conversation. Uh, but, and it is changing. So it, it's not like the most cut and clear argument, but I also might give another half point or full point to Ash because I feel like there's, there's there, every so often there's like a little thing where I'm just like, Oh yeah, that, I don't know. So, <laughs> okay. And I, I don't mean to like just regress us back to the starting point here, but both points we've made in favor of Ash. Like if you just look at them from the alternate perspective of the doctor, it's like, yeah, okay, like, maybe the companions don't always necessarily end up in a better place, but who are we to make that decision for them? Like, because, because we're saying they're going to be safer doesn't actually mean and, that's better Yeah, and the them. doctor does leave it up to the companion to make the choice. He's giving people that live in a... Nor- like, Ash lives in an incredible world, so everyone already has the, the opportunity <sighs> to do incredible things. Oh, my These God. These people don't. They live ordinary, mundane lives surrounded by incredible things that they don't have access to, and the doctor pro- provides access to people that otherwise don't have it. Often to people that like are like either lower income or discriminated against. Like he provides access to a, a world of information experiences you'd never say no to. So of course, like maybe he puts them in danger, but he's always giving them a choice, and then he's always doing everything he can to protect them. So it's like I don't know if it's fair to just give Ash that point. It's like that this is like I don't know how we compare them. Ooh. Like this is the first time I'm really well, struggling here because they both they both <laughs> offer the companions that they share their experiences with like the appropriate things that they need. And in, in the doctor's world it may have danger and it could end up being bad for the companions welfare in the end. But the, these are people with autonomy just like their pokemon in po- in Ash's world. Could we say that the doctor she addresses issues in the real world yeah like like actual like real world historical right issues right and so that's a huge benefit of that character um and that's a real interesting thing with that character whereas ash lives in more of a fictional world 
But don't they use like allegories and metaphors in that world? Because they're they trying do. to teach things to kids. It's maybe indirect, but they're also <sighs> dealing generally with a younger audience. Well, I could. Well, we could say that she's also teaching about history. So that's like a great thing about that character. I know that's yeah. pulling out of the into yeah. a context a little bit, but if we're looking for at least a little comparative, no, I would be willing to say, and this is a category we've never added. Who who offers a like a more educational benefit? I would say that the doctor might. Yeah, I would say that she definitely. Yeah, yeah, li- literally, like literally, she's traveling through history. Yeah, uh, and a lot of that is our own Earth human history. Yeah, but then so. does this go to our typical like? We, we could call this social impact. This is basically mm. social impact. This benefits society. I would, you could argue maybe Doctor Who could benefit society more than Ash Ketchum, that the doctor himself. Mm. <laughs> but, I, I, but at the same time, I, the things that, in my experience, I can't speak for everyone, but the things that I learned from Ash Ketchum are also things that might not be necessarily educational, but that might be like more. Yeah, like social like education, you know, and like, okay, so uh, yeah, I don't think we're ever going to be able to definitively say <laughs> one of them is more morality, like uh, yeah. moral educating, yeah. but the doctor may be more factual. That's true. Yeah, that is we can true. at least even say though, we can say even that. Though every time, <laughs> even though every time we go, the, the doctor goes back in time, it's like. Oh, you didn't know this person was an alien. Yeah, <laughs> that's very true. So then, like an eight-year-old, like writes their school paper, and they're like, "That never happened." Agatha Christie was a great mystery writer because of a giant wasp. Yeah. <laughs> oh wait, <laughs> hold on, we might have screwed that one up. <laughs> it, yes, this is going to be very <sighs> hard. Wow. You know, I didn't really think. I was like, it's gonna be hard, but I, like, this is. This is really tough. They're very and similar, which is so crazy. Also, so crazy. Yeah. Think, like how. Um, I'm sorry. I no, just no, I it. just realized something about the companions thing again. In like you made a sort of correct comparison, I think, about Ash's companions compared to the Doctor's. But I think you we didn't go far enough because Ash's true companions are his Pokemon, and Ash puts his Pokemon in danger, just like true. the Doctor does. True. Yeah. And his Pokemon make that choice to come along. Yeah. So they're making that choice, but sometimes they get hurt. Yeah. Like sometimes it's not always good for them. Uh, the there was a line. Uh, was it Davros said to the doctor that you turn your friends into weapons? And he does uh, say that. And it was with Capaldi, right? That was a Capaldi. Uh, I'm trying to remember. That was when they're on the. It's like was it the stolen Earth? Little bit. I don't remember. Um, he's like, look what you've done, Doctor. You turn your friends into weapons. But also, the same could be said for Ash. Oh, yeah. So. Absolutely. <laughs> kind of back to square one outside of just knowing that the doctor travels through history. They're right. very similar. Yep. All right. Hear me out. Okay. Hear me out. Yeah. You guys have a little girl. Yeah, okay. Like a five-year-old girl. Were we getting weird? <laughs> I think we're going to we have, have to, to get, get weird. weird. We have to. Okay. You guys have a five-year-old girl. Okay. And like you're too busy to uh, help plan uh, her birthday party coming up on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Who are you going to have? planned his birthday party oh okay great so they won't be there i love that this could could have gone in so many different ways it's like (laughs) you need to teach her life values what show do you watch you want her to cosplay like what character she needs medicine brought from canada either ash or the doctor (laughs) right yeah yeah we need like we need some insulin smuggled in from canada no, your thing was who's gonna help plan the party got it okay so we've got ash catch him to help plan the party with pokemon in tow well, um, he won't be there, right? 
No, he's just no, helping. He he's just he's, helping he's plan just like it and maybe build it. Yeah, maybe build it, set up the props. So or Ash and Poke friends, and because I think that otherwise, like we have to start drawing so many lines where it's like, does the doc, does the TARDIS get included, or you know? So okay, let's say Ash and Pokemon friends, or Doctor and time travel to plan this ooh party. <laughs> okay, I I think Ash would throw a pretty sweet party. I think the Doctor's party might get too weird. Right, he like my he he the doctor gets very excited. I feel like and would like go too crazy, too like too much maybe, too. And you're saying that they can't be at the party. Yeah, they can't be there. Okay, okay that's different because if I could have Rosa, if I could have my daughter meet Rosa Parks, Ooh, right? Like yeah. if I could have like you know my daughter meet Sacagawea, then yeah. that's a different situation. Where I'm like for well, sure, doctor, do but that. they the can't doctor be could there. Drop the person off, pick them up later. But they can't be at the party. No, the doctor can't be. Oh, okay. But right, okay. Oh, but because otherwise Ash can't have Pokemon there. Right, right. So, like for this to work, they <laughs> so have to be in be universe. Growlithe like, putting which up would like provide decorations. a better party in universe. Yeah. I guess. Okay. Imagine this: the doctor's like, we're gonna have a slumber party at Chuck E. Cheese because he's got the he, he's got the sonic screwdriver. He's just gonna open the doors, turn everything on. Hey, guess what? No one needs to buy any tokens. Have a blast. Here's. I see where you're going, but real quick, he, something would go wrong. That's the problem no, with the doctor. The well, yeah, Chuck so E. Cheese would come to life and try to eat everyone. <laughs> it's like, yeah, they're actually like Cybermen. Like, exactly. You know, oh, no. to be downloaded. You want to, uh, hey, everyone having a good time? You want to upgrade? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. But then in Ash's case, wouldn't the children get attacked by a terrorist organization? It would be Team, Team Rocket. Rocket. It would be Team Rocket. Yeah, you're oh, right. Oh, yeah. So... Mm, boy i'm gonna personally vote the doctor for this party for my daughter because i think that just the the excellent adventure aspect of it of meeting a bunch of historical figures will be very formative for a five-year-old yeah <laughs> no, but you I guess if but I guess that. if you had Pokemon for a five year old, that would be that would blow the kid's mind. It would blow my mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you just had a Zapdos at a party, okay. Well, because because here's the thing: what I think about Pokemon. If if Ash could do it, he's a Pokemon trainer. So like those Pokemon are gonna be really cool, but they're gonna be like really cool. Maybe the better question isn't even who's the better party planner. It's like, who'd be the better guest? Because yeah. then now, like, this isn't about Ash. It's about his Pokemon. Yeah. Right? We're not talking about them anymore. Right. We're not yeah. talking about Pokemon. We're talking about Ash. So, so, like, who'd be the better guest to have? Party guest. An alien or Ash Ketchum? I'm going to just say up front, I think the doctor would be a the better party guest. The doctor would be guest. a much more interesting person Which to talk doctor? to. Which <sighs> doctor? Because not every doctor. Not I every doctor. Yeah. I don't know if Capaldi would be really fun. They would be no. like, why is someone else's grandpa my birthday? Yeah. But he would be so cool. He'd bring like, you know, a guitar. Oh, that's and, true. And like sonic sunglasses. That is you true. Know? He would bring the guitar. Uh, Matt it's- Smith. I would say Matt Smith, doctor. Yeah. Matt Smith would be a fun one. Definitely not 11. Christopher Eccleston. No. <laughs> I don't know. Chris Eccleston's got that dance where he moves his head. He's also like, like real angry. Yeah. Yeah. You just like He's flip through all your books. He's a little too intense. And David Tennant's too sad. Yeah. <laughs> Did David Tennant really did did the Tenth Doctor get along with kids a lot? I think all the doctors kind of did. They right? kind of do, but Matt Smith, Smith like would specifically be the best. like yeah, Matt, yeah, Matt Smith would be the best. Matt Smith would Maybe be... Jodie Foster too. 
Yeah. Jodie Whittaker. Jodie Whittaker. Whittaker. Jodie, Jodie Foster would be the 14th Doctor. Jodie Foster would be, Jodie Foster would be a real interesting Doctor. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm down. That'd be crazy. Uh, oh, Jodie Whittaker would be great. She'd would be, be great. great. For my five-year-old's birthday, I would love for, yeah. for my daughter to meet the Doctor. I think we're in an doctor. agreement on that point. I think the doctor would be a better guess. Yeah, but I we do have to determine guess. which one because this is the interesting element of it. Yeah. Because we're saying true. we could get lucky, but if because we like, just William rolled- Because Hartnell is like such a grumpy, Yeah. Or if you got guy. War Doctor, if we rolled a D14, arguably D15, like, which, I don't know, that well, whatever, it's the doctor. The doctor can make a D15. Uh, <laughs> who, we run a higher risk of having a grumpy party guest that would judge everything yeah, and almost, invite Cyberman. Almost all of the old- Doctors like outside of one or two wouldn't be good guests. I don't. Whereas think. Ash, I know what I'm getting. <laughs> I know mm. what I'm getting in the party guest. Ooh. If you have an old doctor that was only filmed in black and white, does he show up in monochrome? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm voting yes. If you get one or two, I'm voting yes. Yeah, it, it's tough because don't forget Ash is ten. Like yeah. he'll know how to have fun yeah. at a kid's birthday party. Yeah, but only as but like. I don't know if Ash brings anything that my other party guests aren't already bringing. It's interesting because, like, without the Pokemon, I don't know if Ash is bringing. But do you think? I think little kids would love to just hear about him ta- talk about his Pokemon battles. Yeah, like he doesn't even need to have them there. He can be like, You're "Did so... I ever tell you about the time Charmander? And That's I real life Twitch. That's real life Twitch. Yeah, it's yeah. just like sitting around and hearing about like Ash not play Pokemon, be Pokemon, right." In real life, yeah, you're right. So that is, I'm still probably going to vote the doctor. I'm going to roll that D, arguably 14, 15. I don't know how many iterations are actually, just when you look at it on paper. Uh, I'm still going to go with the doctor, but I do think that Ash would be great to entertain the kids. So I think, this. you guys, this is a very interesting conversation, which is why we ask these questions. Uh, I kind of think... I would actually choose Ash. Okay. To, as a party guest. Because there is the, if we don't know which doctor, yep. it's a huge gamble because it could be like, he is, if you look at the first doctor, not good with kids. No. Not good with Susan. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, oh my gosh, always has his hands on his overall or his jacket. Yeah. Like, that would be, it's a gamble. Not and I know what I'm getting with, with Ash. Yeah. Yeah. When yeah, the it's, first, a, when the first, when it's the a first, big uh, old gamble. What do you, Christian? It's up to you. What do you? Who's gonna get this this point? I was really, I'm so torn down the middle. I was hoping you weren't gonna say Ash because I can't decide. <laughs> um, like if I'm being honest, I think I, Ash is probably a better five year old birthday party. But if it was mine, I'd rather have the doctor there. It's just like I don't know. So it's like they both offer different things for different people. But for your five year old daughter. It depends on the doctor. I know. That's the thing. Like, if it was Jodie Whittaker, absolutely. I'd but pick Jodie Whittaker. Imagine I'd pick if, maybe Matt Smith. Imagine if you had a, a guest that you're like, should we invite, I don't know, Frank? And you're like, what day of the was week it? is it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I, like, that depends. I don't know if, like, if someone asked that, they're like, well, what day of the week is that? Like, is it a scheduling thing? No. I'd be like, <laughs> you know, maybe we don't <laughs> need. Frank maybe there. Maybe this isn't the best party for Frank. You know, so I feel like if you're getting the doctor, but then again, oh boy, this but is so interesting. I think if, if it was my birthday, like if I was throwing a, a birthday party for one of you guys, I would probably bring the doctor, yep. not Ash Ketchum. Here's, here's another, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh no, because we're going, listen, 
Uh, I love both of you very much. If we're throwing a party, I'm buying both of you around. I'm not buying right. one for Ashley, who isn't allowed in that establishment. Ooh, no, but I still, I keep. <laughs> but making, this, that's not. <laughs> I keep. I have to tell this to every guest that comes here, and I think it's an important fact to bring up. Again, we, Ash Ketchum, he's ten still, sure, right? But like, at no point do they ever pretend whenever he goes to a new region, like the show starts over. <gasps> so everything has still happened. You know what? He was ten when I was ten. Yeah. What planet does he live on? It's not ours. You're right. We don't know how many days that takes to go around the sun. You're so right. Maybe there's a reason they let ten year olds go out on an adventure. Like these people clearly live a long time. He can pick up like like a hundred pound Pokemon with one hand, like it's effortless. Yeah. Like they're not humans in the way we are. Okay. They're aliens. He's like an Asgardian. He might be like ten for his planet, but that might be a hundred for right. us. He's like ten thousand. We just don't think right. thousand. So like, yeah. it's like kilocalories. Maybe they don't. <laughs> That being said, they ha- live in a very clean world. I don't know if anyone there is getting drunk. That's true. He might be a little straight edge. Yeah, he might be a little straight edge. But also, like, when you have Pokemon that can, like, give you hallucinogenic visions, like, yeah. what do you need drinks for? That is oh, fair. Yeah. When you got Psyduck around. <laughs> yeah. Oh, when man. Every day is a party. in the hood. I am going to add one quick thing to our Doctor Who conversation here. Uh, we are talking about rolling the dice, and that is an element to think about. Yeah, but that for is interesting. practical applications, I think that we are traveling linearly. So I think that it would just be 13th Doctor. I think for all intents and purposes, at the moment of this conversation, there's no reason for us to think that we would have to interact with the first Doctor, right? Well, no, because well, one of the, the... No, because the, the Doctor is a time made, traveler. Yeah, and the, and the Doctor is the same character. So, like, right. we're, if we're comparing the character of the Doctor versus the character of Ash Ketchum. Oh, yes. Because then otherwise we're like, okay, we're only taking Ash and Alola. You're so right. You're right. You're right. You're right. That's a very Jodo, good point. Anywhere, you know. That's a very good point. It's like, so never I'm mind. not throwing the Orange Islands out. They may not have put them in the games, but they were great. <laughs> yep. They were great. I like that a lot. Okay. We need- so you voted Ash. No, you, no you, you didn't make a choice. <laughs> come on. Come on, Christian. If I, you stand for nothing, think- Burr, what do you fall for? That's my Hamilton reference to pump you up. That was real good. Yeah, <laughs> Matt's going nonstop. I think in, in this very specific scenario for a five-year-old, I would pick Ash Ketchum. All right. Okay. But I don't know if that matters. It d- well, here's the thing. That was just the first question. We need <laughs> yeah. to ask more questions. We need, yeah. to ask, we need to ask more questions. How yeah. about each of us asks one question? Great. And we'll in go terms of there. the two, like a scenario-based yeah. question, yeah. and then we figure it out. So that yeah. was my question. We'll, we'll see where we are. And we'll see where we are. <laughs> yeah, we'll see where we are. Uh, that was my question. Okay. And, and right now, Ash, 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 Ash is in the lead. There's going to be a thing between these two characters that's going to tell us. Yep. Oh, my. Of course. We're going to crack it. But we don't, we're not there yet. So here's my question for both of you that I just thought of. Roommate, you're sharing an apartment with either Ash or the doctor. Ugh. Okay. This is tough. Ash would be great because he'd never be there. Yeah, he'd never be around. <laughs> he would never be there. I'm like, oh, this is great. He'd never be he'd around. Never be home. And like, they've never really shown him to be like a messy kid. Like, yeah, always, he was like, pretty clean. Up after himself, yep. he takes care of things. And I feel um, like every time the doctor comes back to that timeline, like our time, he always comes back like minutes after. Okay. Wait. So yep. So he'd I, always be home. Yeah. I'm gonna give you a very easy answer for this. In the same way that I picked Ash, partially because he's a kid and he's reliable. 
and it's like I'm throwing a party for a five-year-old uh-huh. in this scenario. I don't want to live with a 10-year-old boy. It's just weird. Right. Oh, yeah. It's just weird. So right. I'm going to pick the doctor, but also it's weird to live with a 9,000-year-old alien. It's also weird, but less weird. It is but less still weird because very it just weird. looks like an old man I guess. or an adult woman. Who would give like a better pep talk? You know, that's what I want. Like, who would be like a better person? Because roommates, you also like you have that one on one. It's like I don't know. I had a rough day today. And then yeah, who, who's the one who's gonna be like, hey, like it's gonna be okay. You know? Also, like the doctor, like we saw this a lot with like Matt Smith, like the Power of Three, I think it was called. Um, where the doctor like doesn't know how to do like normal humany things and had to like stay on Earth for like a month or something like that. Yeah. And so like I just want to like kick it and play Switch. And I think Ash could do that. I don't know if the doc the doctor would be like, what is this thing? What is this contraption? What is it? And you're just like, oh come on, man, this is where I come to relax. <laughs> so I actually, oddly enough, am voting Ash for just normal, everyday roommatey stuff. I feel like also I'd be like we need to wash the dishes and the doctor might be like oh well I have to go to Omicron per CI 70,000 and go <laughs> <Futurama. laughs> <laughs> so I'm actually voting Ash I really rely on these like someone pumping me up mm-hmm. that's why I have like you know me and Katie pump each other up mm-hmm. and I think I honestly think the doctor would be so cool oh yeah. thank goodness if you were about to say that like I think I think they both give great speeches, <laughs> but like I gotta go with Doctor Who. I think the this. doctor would. I think, and the doctor would probably cook for you and probably know, you know, like the fish, the, fi- the fish to. sticks and custard. That was like a, a regeneration, thing. right? That's not right. A, yeah, let's like the doctor sometimes doesn't know normal human things, but the doctor loves to learn. So yes. like, maybe they'd be annoying at first, but then after three days, they'd be like the perfect roommate because yep. the doctor would be like, "Oh, look at all these amazing things that I did." You're so right. That's hey, I, I think our I would broken go AC is fixed. <laughs> you know what? Actually, that is so true. I'm actually flipping over to the doctor because yeah. Ash and I would have to be like, "How do we put up a shelf?" And the doctor would be like, "Oh, here's a shelf that repairs itself and does it." The, the wall is now a shelf. Being being an older person with more like adult experiences, the doctor's a more rounded adult individual. Yes. So, yes. like, if we're in a situation where I need to like, where I'm spending time with an adult i'm going to pick the doctor yeah if there's a party going on i'm gonna bring ash yes okay great so right now we're neck to neck we are neck to neck right now so we need to think of christian christian's question you gotta gotta throw in something yeah before we get to my weird thought experiment okay we didn't discuss who would win in a fight and i'm just curious what you guys think would happen in that scenario with just by themselves Without no Pokemon. Well, there's and- always three. There's always a three scenario round, right? It's always that's right. That's right. Cage match. Like yep. they don't get any of their tools. Yeah. So they're put in a cage, no tools. Then you have um, in universe like rules for Ash, and in universe rules like for Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. Like if Ash is in Doctor's world, Doctor is in Ash's world. The uh, the Doctor would outwit Ash easily if it was in his world. Um, like if the doctor had, if Ash was in the doctor's world, yeah, okay, yeah, and like the, if the if Ash was for some reason after the doctor, the doctor like needed to capture Ash or something, the doctor would take it no no problem. Yeah, even yeah. with Pokemon, he would like you know he would do he would probably uh, malfunction the Pokeball so they stay trapped in there forever. You know, oh that's good. Yeah, move. that's a good move. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in a cage match too though, I kind of feel like they'd both try to talk it out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if it like if it is like a angel like demon circus like deathmatch thing or whatever, I feel like the doctor would be like I don't know like Vulcan nerve pinch or something like find like a way to like 
But that's this is where we get into the whole like Ash is actually superhuman strong. Mm. Oh, I forgot about that. And like I know like this sounds like a joke, but we're no. only going with in universe information. You're right. And he's holding like Snorlaxes and like, like well, like Tepig. Like in Tepig, I think is like seventy six kilograms, and he's just like, hey, how you doing, little buddy? Might like, win. Very heavy. Yeah. Very heavy. Like he could probably throw a heck of a punch. And also, the doctor's like a pacifist. Oh yeah, okay. So, <laughs> yeah, the doctor. Yeah. The doctor's like a pacifist that has murdered like countless. True, people. true. Much like the British Empire, doesn't throw a direct punch. <laughs> <laughs> um, interesting. I think that in most cases, because also if TARDIS is in play at all, the doctor can cage match no tools. Right. Well, I think okay, cage match no tools. I'm still trying to figure out. But if at any point Pokemon and TARDIS are involved, the Doctor can then technically speak to Pokemon because it's oh, a universal so translator. True. Oh, my gosh. So there's that. But that's interesting because I actually feel like people can speak to Pokemon all the time. They eh, talk that's a to good them. Point. It's like the Pokemon just necessarily can't always speak back. That's true. But like people can speak to Pokemon. It they is always like pets. understand It that. is like pets. Like I can talk to my cat. But it's it's more like pets. It's actually almost like it's almost like having a friend that just doesn't speak English, but they can right. understand it. Yeah, it's like it's like they know what you're saying to them, but they yeah. just like they're like incapable of saying whatever they're saying back to you. Yeah. So like it's up to you. It's like you have to work if you're going to be a good trainer and like friend to your Pokemon. Mm-hmm. You have to learn their language. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because they like sort of already know yours. Right. Right. I'm going to go ahead and say that I think that honestly I think Ash would probably win in cage match. I think Ash would also win in the cage match cuz yeah. Ash has seen He's, the doctor's seen some crazy stuff but I don't know like even War Doctor I don't know if War Doctor's been like I'm in the trenches fighting people. And Ash has seen like taking fire and electricity right like you know. Yes, exactly that's the yep. other thing. Right. He gets like blasted by like 10,000 volts true. by Pikachu and if, he's just yeah. like a little crispy. If we're counting all that like there's something weird going on with that boy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I yeah. just, I just don't think they're, they're nor like that universe is not regular humans. Yep, no. they're just they that can't checks. be. That checks. They're too old and they're too strong and they're too resilient. Yep. So like, I think in a fight, Ash would actually, and then in in universe Pokemon world, it's like even if the Doctor shows up with his TARDIS, like Ash has legendary Pokemon that he can call on his behest. Right. It's like some that can control time. So yeah. So it's like he can equalize the TARDIS. Very true. Very, I think that's that's actually a pretty good point. At least in universe for Ash. I think the Doctor would win in his own, in the Doctor's universe. But I think in universe for Ash, Ash would win. In a cage match, like, I do think Ash would win. But you could probably argue for the for the Doctor. The Doctor does seem to be stronger than, like, a normal dude. And, like, he has two hearts. So, like, you really have to take him down twice as hard. Uh, but... Mm. Hmm. Uh, I think I would edge that out to Ash. Let's give, let's, let's get, we need a weird, I need something. I like, want Omar to know, this is Omar's first time coming on. This is literally the first time it's been this hard. Oh, I know. I, I no, I've never struggled with it's, this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is Not a like whole this. other level. Yeah. And it is because it's the, these are the ultimate characters yeah. so far. Like, the, It's just, I feel like there's a question that needs to be asked and we don't know what it is. What if it's just like a wild card, like weird scenario? Like random, random everyday scenario, and that's what sort of determines it. Because I think they're matched. I think what we're discovering is they're matched in a very interesting way. That's why this is the the championship. Yeah, this is like I've been racking my brain against this like all week, just thinking like, 
what are the things that are different about these characters? Like, what are the incredible feats that, like, one of them has performed that there's no way I could see the other one capable of matching that? Okay, maybe... Okay, I've got a little thought here. Uh-huh. And I want to throw it out to uh, to both of you, unless you've got some on the front of the stove. No, here. not yet. Okay, what's what's it called? What's that? Oh, boy. I watch too much scripted television and no unscripted television, uh, aside from people playing D&D on Twitch. Um, what is the show where people have to run around the world amazing race amazing race race, right okay great no pokemon no tardis no sonic you have to choose a partner for amazing race ash or the doctor that's a great question they're the two best people to pick in fiction yep. too for this. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I really think so. Hard. It's like it's them like, and like Alan Quartermain. <laughs> it's like it's like if you unlocked like the two special characters in the video game, they both have full stats. Yeah, I would choose the Doctor, and here's why: mm-hmm. um, because the Doctor knows the lay of the land and knows how to get around. Um, like has been around and knows probably the ins and outs because it is Earth. our Earth. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I feel like the Doctor would be an excellent person to go with over ash ash is a little too young and, and to his to which is not you know it's not fair to him but he's like he's also learning but the doctor's usually just running like short distances and hopping in the tardis like whereas ash has traveled on foot like between seven continents oh that's such a good As argument year old boy that's such. I mean, there are moments where like the doctors like out surviving with like Vikings and stuff. But I actually agree. I don't. I can't think of an exact moment where the doctor had to like do like Martha might if we were pulling in like you know companions. Yeah. There yeah, was Martha like that whole yeah at the end of season three. Doctor, doctor. And let's yep. be honest here. Like if if I'm going with Ash, no Pikachu, right? And the doctor, no Tardis and stuff. If the doctor's there, guess what? He's still going to be a target. But if Ash doesn't have Pikachu, we're not going to get interrupted by Team Rocket. Wow, that's oh. a very good point. So, like, if we're traveling around the world, I'm going to pick Ash Ketchum. Oh, wow. That actually that's might huge. win it over for me. That's You're huge. Right. That's, that's a very big factor to even take into account. No TARDIS. No government. No after Sonic. He's no a better travel Dalek is Daleks are going to come after you? Cyberman going to come after yeah. you? Who yeah. knows? Silence might pop up. He knows. He He's also, like, I wouldn't be worried about, like, campfires i he knows how I'm to survive bad with directions i would trust him like to like actually be able to read maps and so, like that's his that's his bread ash's bread and butter is traveling the land it's like going on like a ground-based journey the doctor travels like via transport like he goes to amazing yep. places but he doesn't act necessarily actually travel between them yes he, like the doctor the doctor's experiences are the journey um but they they always happen at the destination, whereas for Ash, like his journey is actually along right. the traveling point, not yeah. at the destination. The show is the is the journey. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, I'm big, a, I'm I'm actually giving that point to I, 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 Ash has got my vote. You convinced yeah, me, to Ash. I, it's unanimous. So Ash is now two to one. Is there anything else we can think? Do you of? have a stormbreaker think... question here, Christian? That will just break so there's it. There's something or? that's there's something that I. And I, I haven't figured out how to phrase it yet. Okay. And I think it, and it's interesting because I've said this before that I, I don't think it limits Ash so much, but if we're really comparing Ash Ketchum to the doctor, I think this is where it's like the breaking point for Ash Ketchum. Okay. And I think it has to do with, so the doctor who was a show that was also 
created for children. Right. Originally, at least. Yeah. yeah. And it's still, yeah. it's still like towards younger audiences yeah. in many ways, but it has a lot more adult themes. Pokemon does the same thing. Mm-hmm. But I believe that great stories can sometimes be limited by their characters. Right. And I think the biggest problem with Ash Ketchum is that although like I've come up with this scenario and it's all based on in universe like I'm all, I'm not I'm not bending rules but I am just pointing out in universe facts like 10 is not 10. Right. But he is still 10. Mhm. And so as many things as Ash can teach us, I just I I I think at the end of the day the most important stories in life are about like basically the circle of life which is like birth children love and death right and the doctor experiences all of those but doesn't shy away at them for children whereas on pokemon with ash ash being always 10 and never growing up i think ash never being allowed to grow up even though he's allowed to continue his journey right is the thing that holds him back as a character and it's weird because I've been able to make an excuse for him otherwise because I say, like, well, he's actually not really 10. Yeah. Like, the character actually has grown. So it's like a weird – I'm really, like, arguing with myself over this. I'm very conflicted because I don't believe that he's a character that hasn't changed. He's clearly changed a ton since the beginning of the show. He's aged. He has tons of experience. But he's still always going to be a 10-year-old. And I worry about, like – it says something like – about not changing almost. Yep. Whereas the doctor embraces change. Yeah. The doctor's whole character is about embracing change. Because, literally with like and physically with regeneration. Yeah, right. With like, you know. Right. Whereas with Ash, it's more superficial and it's like it, it's a lot more subtle. It's like, well, we're gonna go to a new region and you're gonna start over. But that's almost more so that they can reintroduce it to new kids. And with the doctor, it's a similar thing. It's like they can reintroduce it to a new generation, they start everything over, but it's actually still the same character. And that like the death and the loss of someone like when you lose a doctor yeah it's so it's so exciting to get that new one but it's heartbreaking it's to real see tough them go real tough like knowing we may never see capaldi again yep yeah it's like a, that was oh a tough thing and to go back to i really wish i remembered the exact name of the episode it's either school reunion or class reunion or just reunion but um loss and pain these define us as much as joy and love i think is the line that um that she says and it's a moment to remind the doctor that like no like sadness is a part of life this is part of it and like some we lose things and And that's okay it's just hard because ash has like ash has died like for his pokemon like he's experienced these things yeah but i think it's like it's it's so often the the real stories and messages he's trying to convey as a character are obfuscated by pokemon and by like young themes and that's good because there needs to be a level of that but i do like how the doctor treats everyone the same the doctor talks to a child the same way they talk to an adult yep and ash is going to always be a child yeah yeah and i i don't know i don't know if the ultimate fictional character can be always a child that doesn't ever grow up if ash ketchum grew up with with kids like harry potter did i think that this would i think i would be able to argue that ash ketchum was a better character sure 
But I think because he hasn't actually grown up and showed kids like you're allowed to grow up and I'll get older with you. Right. It's like I think it's part of the reason why like everyone like so many people myself went through a phase where you weren't supposed to like Pokemon anymore. So yeah. You got older. Like it's like, oh, you're 13 now. You're 14. Like you're like you have to like pretend like you don't like Pokemon till like you're in college. And now you're like, oh, I don't care if people know I like Pokemon again. Like now it's fine to like be like honest yeah. about like, but it's like. I think like it caused people to reject it because you grew up seeing yourself in this kid and then suddenly you can't anymore because yep. you outgrow them and you'll never outgrow the doctor because the doctor's always going to change. Yep. Christian, that was a hell of a speech. That was real good. That was a very impressive speech right there. Yeah. And I, you actually, I honestly think I have a decision. This is very hard for me because Pokemon is my favorite thing yep. in the world. It's it's not an easy choice, but <laughs> at the end of the day, I I think that that is that's I think that is the rum here. Yep, I think I think this what you discovered it. is the tiny little sliver outside the Venn diagram crossover. Yes, I agree. These two are so well matched in heart, mm-hmm. in companionship, and in personal journey, and presence in pop culture. Because, I mean, Doctor Who is, like, all over the place. But also, growing up, I couldn't go to a shop without seeing Pokemon. And now I go to Target, and I see nothing but Pokemon, you know? Yeah. It's, I, growing up, I wanted nothing more than a Cubone, a Cubone toy, and I've got one in my car, and I'm probably going to go buy some later today. Like, I, they're both there, but the Doctor does squeak through with being able to have us let go without the show disappearing. Yeah, and it, it you know, and as we said with talking about each generation of the doctor, each generation is dealing with what happened with the previous doctor. And I think that's something that, you know, we get to see through loss. Like, you know, mm-hmm. Matt Smith and thought that he, he was, the, I think he's the angriest doctor Yep, because he thinks that he is irresponsible for the destruction of his people. Yep. And then the day of the doctor, he realizes, Oh no, he just hid them away. Yeah. And then you see the relief when Capaldi, <sighs> Capaldi is like, I'm just done. Yeah. He's not, ang- I don't think he's like, I think he's, he's not, I don't think he's as angry as Matt Smith was. No. But you, you see this evolution, and I think that's that's something that we can't ignore. Ash Ketchum lives in an almost consequence-free world, and the doctor doesn't. And that's that's what it is. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's what the age difference is. It's like you don't have those kinds of consequences like when you're a kid. Yep. Yeah. So like when he does have a problem, they're wrapped up by the end of the episode. Yeah. Yes. But for the doctor, you're still seeing them four years later. We're still dealing with the Daleks. Yeah. We're still dealing with the Daleks. Yeah. Yeah. We're still dealing with stuff way down the road. We're still dealing with Weeping Angels. Do we have a decision on who the ultimate fictional character is? By like a squeaked margin. By like... But I think it's a... Which is eternity. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's interesting because it's a squeaked margin, but I also think it's not. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's like a very significant one. It feels like it was there in plain sight the whole time. Yeah. But that's why it made it so it's, hard it's, to see. It's obfuscated by the problem of the fact that Ash has actually had adult experiences, but because he's not represented by an adult, yep. and all of those adult experiences have no long-term ramifications, which is what the actual, like, that's what the experience of being adult is. It's like, it's not about just, like, being able to, like, see you made a mistake and saying, I'm sorry. It's, like, actually having long-term ramifications. Yep. And Ash doesn't have those long-term yeah. consequences because he is a child. Yep. Yes. I think that's it. I think we have a decision. Wow. Well, <sighs> Ash, you taught me and I taught you, but looks like this battle is going to the doctor. All right. Our season one. Who? The doctor. The Dr. Donna. <laughs> our season one champion 
is here. You heard it here, listeners. It is finally come to this. Wow. Our season one champ is the doctor. Well done. Well done, everybody. I'm blown away. In this conversation, I feel like not only did we like get to talk about nerdy stuff, and not only did I get to hang out with both of you, but like that last bit, Christian, I feel like there's like wheels turning in my soul. Me too. <laughs> like, Me too, man. Can you tell I've been really thinking about this a lot? <laughs> yeah. That's that, been wow. incredible. I don't even know. Guys, thank you for coming on this journey with us. It's been we did it. We 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 found our. Thank you so much for helping us here because this is the hardest thing I've ever done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Omar, I like we couldn't have done this without you, man. For real. Thank you. Yeah. Oh man, the, the start of this. I don't remember how young we were when we started this I, episode. I feel so much. I, oh, where did this beard come from? What the heck? <laughs> Guys, uh, we did it. We're at the end of season one. We have our first winner, which is insane. And uh, yeah, and if you agree with us, if you disagree, we want to hear from you guys. Um, Let us know what you think of our season one champion of the doctor at UFC pod. You can also email us at uh, UFC pod at gmail.com. Yeah, well, uh, I have some things to say about season two, but first, let's actually go over to Omar. Hello. You're going to get to give us a character. I'm ready. For the bucket that will yep. go in for next season. Yes. There's no no guarantee it'll come up. Sure. But it will go into the bucket. Fingers you, crossed. Did you decide who it's going to be? Yes. Let's hear it. Um, unless his character has already been thrown in. So let me know. Mm-hmm. And then I've got a backup. But the one that I would like to contribute is Dr. Ellie Sattler. No. Jurassic Park. No. Played by Laura Dern. I think, there's, I think there's a Jurassic Park character. I do not believe it's that okay. one. Dude. Good she's choice. Got, she's got the smarts. She's got the style. Yeah. And she can pretty much outrun a dinosaur. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite movie. It's so it's so good. It's my favorite movie. That's amazing. I I hope that comes up. It's gonna come down the line at some point. Um, but thank you so much, Omar, for everything. Thank you for, thank you for coming me. on this incredible journey with us. What where can everyone do you have anything you want to plug? Where can they sure. find your awesome tweets? Because they're incredible and thank like, you. some of the best tweets I've ever seen online. <laughs> I appreciate yeah, that. So you're much. a maestro. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Oh, it's just watching way too many episodes of Robot Chicken. Um <laughs> you can find me. At Omar Najam on Twitter, Omar Najam Film on Instagram. I need to start posting more on there. I usually just take pictures like when it's raining because <laughs> yeah. I get really excited about that in Los Angeles. I get that too. Yeah. And it's just, you're like, oh my gosh, <laughs> yeah. there's water? I'm going to photograph whoa. it. <laughs> and uh, I also co-host a podcast about popular music called Popular Music with Annalise Nelson. Nice. I, so good. It, thank you so much. Annalise is an amazing musician, incredible musician. If you listen to Thank You for Questing, she was the composer for that show. And uh, she, I get to, to like, geek out about like some of my favorite pop songs. And then Annalise swoops in and it's just like, here's how the song works with music theory. And it's the coolest thing. And then we give recommends. And the community for that podcast is real cool and fun. So go ahead and check that out, Popular Music. And kind of like this show and what I appreciate so much about this show, it's also just like wholesome, like here's stuff we love. So, oh, <laughs> well, guys, um, I don't, I, Christian, what's going on? Uh, we're taking a little break from the actual until season two. We're not, yeah, we're going to have episodes, yes. so we're not going anywhere, but we're going to do, we're going to do the loser bracket for division three and four. So we're going to go through the losers and pick a returning character from each one of those divisions to go back in the bucket. Um, 
Matt and I are also each going to pick one of our own losers that we really think mm. get a second chance. Oh yeah, I haven't decided who that's going to be. I love that. Might be Thor. It might be Bugs Bunny. <sighs> I think we messed up on those. Uh, I still don't think either of them may have beaten the Doctor, but who knows? Like I, I we haven't had those conversations. Yeah, because I think they got cut a little too short. Um, I know I'm, who I'm. If if Luffy doesn't get picked, I think I'm a. I'm probably going to pick Luffy. Yes, that's possible. Oh, yes. I'm probably going to pick Luffy. I think he got. I think he got the short end of the stick. That. Um, and then we're going to do like a fun, a fun, weird, like side episode. We're going to do, uh, the worst fictional character, which, which isn't, it's not like bad characters, like villains. It's actually like, these were the worst characters ever made. Uh, so just for fun, John in there (laughs) for fun, we're, we're going to dunk for an episode for fun. Um, Some of the worst characters ever. Uh, and we haven't decided there's going to be three weeks before season two. Um, because then what we're doing is. We're getting a bunch of guests ready up for season two, and then we're going to be back. Season two is going to be here in about like three more weeks. Um, and in the meantime, if you want to add a character to our bucket, you can share our show uh, and use the use our hashtag, and then just send us a message with the character you want to add. Um, you can share it on Twitter. You can put it up, post it on Reddit. You can send it to ufcpod at gmail.com with like a screenshot or the link. Just tell us, share it wherever you share it: Facebook, Reddit, Twitter. Just we want people to know about this. Um, and we had talked previously about doing a Patreon. We decided to wait till the next season mm-hmm. so we could come up with like good benefits for people. There'll probably just be like a one and a five dollar tier. We're not going to be doing anything crazy, but we want to be able to a like some guests we may not be able to get unless like we can pay them. Yeah. And like be like if we want to be like actually doing video, which we've stopped doing for now. We're just going to have the audio up on YouTube to listen to if you want to listen to it there. We, we need to like be able to actually like set that up the right way so we've had some people ask about it it will be here with the season two beginning so uh pay attention to our twitter for that um but that's it for everything i think for season two and with that guys i think uh thank you for an incredible season thank you for listening for sharing for liking for writing reviews on itunes and we will see you guys next week hunters I mean, there's nothing to hunt for. We found him. That's true. <laughs> <laughs>